0: like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and, uh, and funny memes. So, um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also if you want to take your conversations to, uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer, answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your, your podcast there and, and you get your, you get, you know, valuable interactions with your fan, your fans
1: down Main Street in an 87
0: Chevrolet. rolling down 174, trying to find some more Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley and we're burning daylight Well, today I'm riding my little Maggie Mare because I have not rode her in a little bit and uh, she needs to be kept honest, so we just loaded a pin of cattle going to the sale and uh, she did all right she's got a lot of a lot of go a little amped up this morning nothing nothing humpier or whatnot she never she never developed the ball in her back she just wants to go so kind of kind of trying to rein her in a little bit but nothing nothing terrible she's just feeling good feeling fresh after a long weekend off uh, she is responding to this new Bozelle very well. It's, uh, it's a little stiffer than my other one right now just because it's new. I've oiled it a couple times, but it's still still a little stiff. So she's she's very light with it, which is good. That's how you want them. So I think we'll get along just fine today. She She really, really seems to like a hackamore that uh, my uh my lori she gets to where she kind of runs through it a little bit and i rode her in uh in my snaffle the other day and man she was just like a whole new horse i mean it was it was just light as can be and uh she just she she takes to the bit very well so anyhow that's uh, that's what i got going on but you know horses are a lot like people each one of them's got a little different personality. Each one's got a little bit different preference. I mentioned how my communication with uh, with old Elizabeth Warren was not not real real hot yesterday. So my wife and I went riding out in the desert. We made a pretty big circle. She, my wife, was happy to get out and ride for a little bit. She's on red and molly and then I, I took Old elizabeth warren out and uh yeah we just made a big loop and uh and they were both little little sweaty lathered up by the time we got back but it was a good ride and uh i think it did some good for that, that little reservation there and uh i think i'm gonna put her in a snaffle she just you know she knows what you want her to do with the hackamore? she's just not really keen on doing it and she's so instead of fighting her I'm just gonna put her in a in a snaffle get a martingale on her so she can't she can't toss her nose a whole lot and uh, I think I'll be in I'll be in good shape so I guess the big story of the day I haven't really done much news stories here Uh, Lately, but uh, apparently Jeffrey Epstein was arrested for child pornography or sex trafficking, something along those lines. Not oh, you bitch. Uh, And I I don't know. I I think it was uh, he had some some nude photos or something of some underage kids in there, but they've He's been, uh, he's kind of been a shady character for a long time and like well-known to be kind of a, a fucking creep, really. And uh, so, but that's kind of big news and I guess if you're not aware who Jeffrey Epstein is, he, he's uh oh, I don't know exactly what he does to make money, but he's a billionaire and so he has uh and i think he finances a lot of like startup type deals or uh you know just uh businesses just getting off the ground and he had he owns this island and has owned it for quite some time from what uh from what i understand i mean back to when uh the Clinton during the Clinton uh, presidency. So what was that? It was ninety ninety three to uh, to 01 is when he left office, and so a long time ago, uh, as far as you know the news cycle and politics is concerned, that was forever and a fucking day ago. But you know, it's it's been well known, and uh, and Bill Clinton. Uh, is on on flight logs and stuff that uh, he uh, he had visited this island of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's on numerous occasions. Uh, I don't I don't recall exactly how many, but I mean it was it was more than a handful. And he uh, the this island was pretty well known for throwing a bunch of orgies and shit, which is you know sounds exactly like right up uh, Bill Clinton's alley, but pun intended and uh, anyway so and then you know Clinton Bill Clinton's been accused of uh, sexual assault and rape and God knows what else for you know on multiple multiple occasions and uh, so anyway he uh, he he goes to this island of this Epstein dude and uh, who knows what went on there I think we all pretty well know but you know no no gory details about it and now this this dude gets uh, gets picked up for uh, for sex trafficking and yo know, it is the united states so everybody is innocent until proven guilty so i don't know if this guy did this or not but anyway that's the charges against him and uh Kind of a kind of a big deal when you've got the Clintons involved. You know, arguably still the biggest uh, uh, political family in the in the country. So, hey, I mean it's it's no small it's no no small thing. And and when Bill Clinton is uh, is pretty intimately connected to this guy, it's uh, kind of makes you wonder. But then you look at. Uh, you look at Hillary Clinton too. I mean, she uh, she like attacked these women that uh, that accused Bill of rape and, and sexual assault and everything. I mean, like really came after him hard. Uh, basically calling one—I don't recall the exact quote—but uh, basically calling her like a trailer park slut. And you know, this is the first lady of the U.S. So I mean, once again, no no small thing. And it's just, it is kind of crazy. And then, then you look at Hillary Clinton's, I, I can't remember if she was chief of staff or a campaign manager or exactly what it was, but basically her right-hand woman, uh, Huma Abedin, was married to Mr. Anthony Weiner. And if, you're, if you've been living under a rock for the last 10 years or so, or just not following politics. Even if you haven't followed politics, you probably heard about Anthony Weiner. He's the dude that uh, has multiple times, as he when he was an elected official, uh, sending nudes to uh, to a bunch of different people on uh, on his Twitter and and whatnot, and uh, and recently just got convicted of. Uh, I think it was soliciting sex to a minor, but some something to do with uh, with uh, underage sex, and uh, and he and this dude was a fucking creep, man. He uh, he had to he was sending a picture of his junk. I don't know if it was full nude or if he, like it was he got got a half chub and was just showing the outline or what. But he sent a picture to this chick and. ...happened to just have his little kid in bed next to him... ...which, I mean, that, that's what any normal, sane, rational person would do. I, Jesus. Uh, and then... <laughs> and then he, he eventually got... Uh, ...got busted for sending nudes to... Uh, ...like a 16-year-old or something. Uh, underage. And, uh, and was convicted... I think he served some prison time, but he's a, he's a convicted sex offender now. And this is, uh, you know, it was just about 80,000 vote. This was, you know, one, one separation from the lady who was 80,000 votes shy of being the first female president of the United States. It just, uh, and, and then, uh, the, the hardcore lefties wonder why people voted for Trump. I mean, hey, you hey, your uh, your best bet for the, the first female president is, uh, is Hillary Clinton. Jesus. That's scary. But, anyway, I guess that's the big news of the day, um. That I, I've seen and uh say I don't know what all's gonna come of it, but I think even as Pelosi's daughter had put out a tweet saying that some of our faves may be implicated, meaning, you know, some of the the more well known and loved uh Democrats. Uh so uh it'll be real interesting to see what comes out of this, but If it uh, if it goes anywhere, and and there's any truth to to what they're charging him, I mean, there could be could be a major shakeup in Washington, and uh, and especially with uh, Trump running the show, I don't think he'll be he'll be too afraid to uh, to throw the the hammer of the Department of Justice around. Also, pun intended so anyway it'll be it will be interesting to see but there could be some heads roll i won't hold my breath on that there's usually not much accountability for anything up there but something of this magnitude could be a major 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 deal so well i'll, I'll keep you posted my little maggie mare Philly. I think is really going to be a cool little horse when she's finished. She has got a just a huge stop to her, and uh, and you know she's got some pretty good speed. Uh, I think, and she's just not very big. She you know she's built proportionally. She looks really good. You know she's got a proportionally she's got a pretty big hip and uh, you know decent chest on her little short compact body but you know it's it's all proportional and uh i think she could really run and uh and then with the stop like that and she's pretty willing to just sit her ass down uh she'd make a really cool breakaway or uh you know uh, heel horse or something like that and uh so that means said i've got to get and she's she's taken to a cow really well so I need to get her uh, started roping a little bit and now if I can get her to, to track a cow and uh, rope it and then go ahead and sit her ass down I think I think I can make a little bit of I can make a little bit of, bit of money on her anyways I didn't give much for her but I think she could be yo know for uh, it'd be about as ideal as you're gonna get for a grade mare uh if she can uh if you can get her to be finished kind of kind of rope horse type uh or you know if uh if she doesn't take the rope very well you know get her started on the barrel pattern and and for those indoor arenas which are a little bit smaller of a pattern these little short horses do really well because they can they're a little more nimble. They can they can flip around a barrel quicker, and you know, and get better get back up to speed, and uh, you know, and then shut it down to spin around the next one. And uh, whereas your outdoor arenas, those uh, the little horses do do all right if they got some speed, but they uh, they usually get outran by the the bigger, taller horses just because the pattern's longer and those. Those taller horses cover just a little bit more ground every stride. So, for like every three strides of hers, you got one one of them big tall bastards that'll that'll cover the same ground in one. And uh, but they uh, little horses like this will make up the the difference in a in a smaller pattern. And uh, so, like I said, if she doesn't take the rope and. Uh, I may have my wife just start her on the barrel pattern and see what she does and uh, I don't know I think she'll uh she'll make me a little bit of money just because she's she's gonna be pretty handy at, at whatever and uh, she's got a really good mind to her I mean she she's she's really eager to please you and the way she takes the cattle right now like I kind of gotta she almost takes it to him too well at the moment you know there's well more than anything there's just no finesse with her she's just kind of a bull in a china shop just headfirst fucking shit up and uh which is all right you can always you always choke that back a little bit and uh but i don't have to i don't have to really prod her very hard to go to a cow so that's a good sign so now i just got to i gotta work on a little bit of finesse and uh you know and she might be she's got a good enough mind and she's young enough i think she could do just about whatever you wanted her to uh so if you wanted to start her on barrels you could probably run her i don't know if she'd be like a a big money winning barrel horse but you know you could you could get a little little uh little junior rodeo horse or uh little britches or jim cannas or something like that and run barrels on her i think she'd do just fine for you or uh like i said with with her stop i think she could really make a cool uh breakaway or uh heel horse or maybe even a calf horse you know she's not really that big but um she's she's stock uh you know pretty stocky built so you wouldn't she's probably not going to be the most uh She's not going to have the most longevity if uh, if, if you rope the uh, rope calves off her or even healing healing off of her but like breakaway would be perfect because she just you know for for those not familiar it's just it's like the uh it's one of the i guess it's the really the only female specific <clears throat> rodeo event uh once you get you know once you get into the, at least the senior level of like little britches, uh, I don't think I don't think the boys can can compete in breakaway in the senior division of uh, little britches. But you know, up until then I, the the boys can do breakaway as well. But so what it is is you're tied on hard just like uh, like you would be uh, if you were doing tie down roping but rather than being just you know i guess you're you're tied on but you're not tied hard and fast like like the calf ropers are tie down ropers you've got a little uh it's almost like a plastic chain link or something along those lines that uh, connects your your rope to the horn but once that rope comes tight it pops loose so you're, you're you know you come out of the box you slap your loop on a calf your horse sits down as you're throwing and uh and then that rope comes tight and then you know the kef kef keeps on running and uh and so that's kind of a. I said i think it's the only female specific uh roping event once you get past the you know the junior level of little britches and so a lot of, a lot of women compete in the the breakaway event. And so if you can get one like like Maggie, where she could do that for a long time, just run run real hard for several strides, sit down, and not you're not she's not taking a jerk or anything. She's not working a working your rope. She's just you're roping her, and she's sitting down. You know she could last last for quite a while. So we'll get to working on her on her roping abilities but the stop is is getting there already i mean she's already naturally inclined to do it so she's gonna be pretty cool today's show is brought to you once again by the d-bags don't be a gunsel and um i've had a few comments on what a gunsel is and uh Typically, a gunsel is kind of, kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing, and uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go. And some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in, but for us in the cowboy world, we call them a gunsel. But anyway, don't be a gunsel is it's a website. Started to uh, started with the working cowboy with, who has a sense of humor in mind, and they also have line of merch that you can buy. Uh, they got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug. Uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight get 10% off. It'll help them out. That'll help me out. And you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper. And their prices are already pretty cheap. So go. I'll go check them out. Support them. And uh, use the Burning uh, Burning Daylight promo code B U R N I N D A Y L I G H uh, T. I spelled the uh, daylight wrong yesterday because uh, I'm a fucking hand. That's why. But anyway. Go check them out, don't be a gunsel. All right, so I wanted to expound a little bit on what I had mentioned yesterday about treating antibiotics like you would if uh, if you were sick going to the doctor, just viewing them like that when it comes to use in your cattle. And I won't speak so much onto the, like, the poultry and the and the swine industry, but for sure, the beef industry, the lamb industry, almost never is a antibiotic given given orally it's a, almost always given uh, through an injection whether that be under the skin in the muscle whatever the case may be but it's it's almost or intravenously it's almost always given you know through the bloodstream is not not no, I won't say never but very rarely is it used uh, orally and And I've used some medicated feed before and and it's, it's a very good product But it's a very specific uh, Scenario in which you use it. and every time we used it, it was uh, It was on weaning calves balling calves Just been pulled off their mama they're uh they're hungry for some milk. They've never been away from their mama before. So they're bawling, they're stressed. And uh and the best way to keep them from, from getting stressed is to throw feed in front of them and just keep their belly full, that way they're not thinking about their mama so much. And uh and so a lot of times you'll uh you'll see guys that feed a medicated ration during weaning, and it's and it's never for a very extended period of time because uh, just like all antibiotics, uh, any overuse of it uh, creates a resistance uh, in the bacteria that it targets just uh, kind of like your like your pesticides and stuff they eventually you know, like weeds will get resistant to a certain chemical after a while just uh, just through uh, evolution and gene selection and uh, so and... Because of that, uh, you know your antibiotics are, are behave very sim, uh, in a very similar way. So if you if you feed them this uh, medicated ration, which usually just has a very small like micro dose of uh, oxytetracycline, same same classification, uh, same type of drug as uh, biomyosin, which is an injectable. Or a and they're all you know injectables. But you know there there is a medicated feed that that has trace amounts of uh, oxytetracycline, and that's used more as a preventative than anything. Because like I said, your calves are are stressed; they're bawling for their mama, and so you're gonna you're gonna feed that medicated feed to them if you do. And, and that's it, it'll treat some, but it's it's not so much for a treatment as it is a preventative. It's just. Uh, any, any sort of bugs that might be there lingering under the surface and would get exacerbated by the stress, you go ahead and take care of those with a low, low dose, uh, but it's not gonna be a high enough dose to where it kills all your good bacteria. And, uh, and usually you feed it a couple days, a couple, three days, maybe a week. And then, uh, and then you, you take them off that and you just feed a, a standard ration after that creep feed so that's that's about the only time that I know of where uh, a uh, a feed ration with uh, antibiotic additive is uh, is going to be used there there's probably some other cases that I, I'm not aware of and if, if somebody mentioned to me I'm sure I'd it makes sense but that's the only time I've used it, and we've used it pretty, you know, pretty often, and with good good results. Like I said, it, you're you're not really looking to treat them with it; you're just looking to uh, to just prevent. And uh, and it and it did a very good job for us. It those cabs cleaned up really nice. They started to look, you know, they they never really lost a whole lot of weight, and that's just because they were they were more comfortable because they were they weren't thinking about mama's milk because they had feed in front of them so we like to throw a whole bunch of hay in front of them and then top dress it with that medicated ration top dress for you lay people just means you feed it right on the top of the hay because it's uh, typically in a pellet form and so you, you top dress it on on your hay whatever. and usually good quality grass hay is your, your best bet just where they're you know depending on what part of the the world you you live in but you know back home it was prairie grass hay and uh you know out here it's a lot of like mountain meadow grass timothy grass that that type of stuff but whatever that that's your that's your best bet is get some like really good nice quality grass hay feed that you know just almost free feed it to them and then and then you top dress it with that medicated ration and those calves clean up really nice and you don't have near as many health issues now when we give antibiotics in an injectable form which is going to be 99% of your antibiotic use in the beef industry it is strictly to treat an infection whether that infection be like uh, a foot rot where they get a cut between their toes and then it gets infected. Whether, whether you're treating that, in, in which case you would give them uh, just a broad spectrum type deal, or a pink eye. Same class or the same uh, bacteria causes a pink eye as it does a foot rot, as also as well as uh, diphtheria, which is, uh, is an infection in the, in the trachea or the windpipe and it gets all infected gets full of pus and then you you can hear them from a ways off rasping and then you can smell smell the pus when you get up there close to their mouth it's pretty nasty stuff and it's for whatever reason it's uh we get quite a few of them on these uh on these Holsteins I'm not sure what the if it's just caused by inflammation from the dust or what but we get we get quite a few diptherias in in these Holsteins not so much in our and our beef breeds and the colored cattle but uh but anyway you'd use a broad spectrum uh antibiotic on something like that and uh and they'd be you know like a a tetracycline or uh something along the lines of like a new floor or the generic version norfinical and and that's that'd be kind of what you'd use on that now if they're if they're uh and those, you know, well, we, we temp everything that comes through the the chute uh, to, to be doctored uh, at my place here. The We're not really worried about the temperature so much on a foot rot or a pink eye or diphtheria. Because those are obviously uh, physical symptoms that you can obviously see. And they're very uh, distinct to whatever your uh, diagnosis is so like a foot rot their their foot's going to be swollen the dew claws are going to look like they're popping out at you because their their foot's swollen and that's just because it's infected from the cut and so that's a very uh it's a very readily of uh identifiable physical uh symptom whereas uh pneumonia has a lot of a lot of physical symptoms or BRD would be like the all-encompassing term bovine respiratory disease but usually it's some some form of pneumonia or uh i guess your your diphtheria would be classified under there as well because it is uh it's a respiratory issue so anyway you got that and you have but then you also have a lot of uh not as obvious physical symptoms you know like you have nasal drainage and sunken eyes and droopy ears that are uh, that can be pretty identifiable especially the the nasal discharge and, and on beef cattle they you know they tend to clean their nose quite a bit so if you've got something with a lot of ha- snot hanging on uh, on one of your beef breeds you might want to take a, n- a closer look at them but on the Holsteins they they're kind of a I don't know they don't clean their nose as much so it's not as uh <coughs> So that you can't use a nasal discharge as As easily as you can with uh say an angus or a herford or brema But we uh so that but we use the the temperature as kind of our main indicator of whether they're sick or not and and then it but every every decision on on whether an animal is treated is a is a subjective uh uh, it's a judgment call you're making your best bet as to whether whether that animal's sick and that you know includes using all the tools at your disposal including the internal temperature of the animal and so that, as a pin rider, that is your your number one job is to check the health of your cattle that you're riding. So you wanna you wanna ride through your pins, get everything up, make them walk around, and uh, and just and just look at them, make sure that all they're they're all healthy. And if they're not, then you pull an animal out of that pen and. Once you pull them out of pen, then you then you make a decision whether you you doctor them or not, and that so once again that can be a judgment call at the shoot as well, because even if they don't temp and you can obviously see from their physical symptoms that they're they're sick, they're not feeling good, you can make a pretty pretty easy judgment about it. So anyway, that's kind of how we we utilize antibiotics here. I know it's not near as uh, sinister as the you know some of these uh, outfits like to make it out you know Chipotle being one of them they're uh, real high on their natural products but I won't get into the ethical nature of them I just I won't buy them but the as a as a whole that's kind of how the you know conventional beef industry operates when it comes to antibiotics they're they're a last resort deal. You uh, and there's a lot of people that would would just assume, soon use vitamins and stuff because they're cheaper. Uh, more whether and it has nothing to do with whether you agree with the antibiotics or not, but it's just cheaper. And if you can get the same response for them, and then you know, not only do you 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 save save some costs there, but you also have an antibiotic-free animal which is you know as in today's market that there's uh there's some advantage to that so that that's kind of how we do it i mean it's there's a lot of misconception that we're just pumping animals full of antibiotics because you know we're bad people but it's it's just like when you go get some amoxicillin for the flu uh that that's that's the same reason these cattle are getting it is they they got they got a little touch of the flu and uh we're gonna we're giving them a shot to make them feel better get them healed up and uh, they can continue about their life getting fat getting ready to be on a on a plate somewhere so if you got any more questions shoot me an email or or message on on the social medias and uh i'll try to answer it to my best the best of my ability and uh yeah but uh that's kind of how how we we operate with uh with antibiotics Well, I just had to set some posts and concrete and uh, tell you what running a pair of diggers get your heart rate up hi yeah, uh, I haven't done that in a while I'm not in shape for it. I'm kind of sucking wind right now. Uh, anyway, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up for the day there. Uh, I uh, I had an article I was gonna share with you. I've I've already shared it on the Facebook page, but I was like, it's not really funny. I mean, I think the guy lives so and, and you know it makes it a little little more humorous, but this uh, college professor from the College of Southern Nevada down by Vegas. It's in a suburb of Vegas. They may have a campus in Vegas too. I don't know, but some small college in uh, Southern Nevada. This uh, sociology professor shot himself in the bathroom of the college. And he he said it was in protest to Donald Trump. And I I don't know exactly what he was protesting about Donald Trump, but I don't think that matters anymore. It's just all a a just protest nonsense. But I I don't get that mindset. Uh, Like, if he hadn't physically harmed you or... uh, done any sort of violent act to you personally i just i really don't get the mindset there uh like how how does he affect you that much that you you've got to go shoot yourself in protest i mean this isn't this isn't like the you know the vietnamese uh buddhist monks setting themselves on fire you know in protest to uh You know, an actual oppressive regime. This is uh you know, this is a duly elected president with not great approval numbers, but you know, right around right around the margin he was elected with. So I mean I, I don't know, I don't I just don't get it. That uh You know, Obama was just as unpopular at one point in time, and uh, I I, I never, I don't remember anybody, like, shooting themselves in protest, but on the bright side, I guess he did leave a $100 bill and a note taped to the mirror of the bathroom uh, to give to the janitor for cleaning up the mess, so, I mean, he was considerate in that way, so, I guess... On that, no, we're gonna end it on a, on a on a positive. So, um, go find me on Facebook, Matt McKinley, or follow the show page, Burning Daylight. Uh, go, we can find my personal Twitter and Instagram at mickermack 85 uh, and uh, go follow the show page on Instagram at Burning Daylight. And uh at burning daylight two on Twitter. Uh you can check me out at Patreon, uh patreon.com forward slash burning daylight. And uh if you got any you know pictures you wanna see featured or song requests or anything like that, you can message me on any of those platforms or you can send me an email. It's uh, official Burning daylight at gmail.com and uh Go check out. Don't be a gunsel. Uh, use the promo code Burning Daylight. Save yourself some money there. Go buy some stuff. And uh, yeah, keep uh, keep sharing all all my stuff. Keep liking it. Keep subscribing. Tell your friends. And uh, yeah, let's have a good week. And uh, I'm gonna go to lunch, and then I got shit to do. So move your ass. We're burning daylight.
1: A cruising down Main Street in an eighty seven Chevrolet, I rolling down one seventy four, trying to find some more. I wish I had a little money, I'd spend it all on you. I'll buy us a quarter bag and a 12-pack of brew, and we'll get high. And I drink while I'm trying, I can think, and I get stoned. And I'm drunk while I'm trying to change my love, just getting back. Well, I'm getting back. walking down Brown's Mountain, trying to find my way around. I hope I don't get stopped by the cops in this here town. We head on to the south side in the cemetery trails. I want out fishing hole where I raised a lot of hell. And I get high and I drink while I'm trying not to think. And I get stoned and I'm drunk while I'm trying to change my luck. Just getting by. Well, I'm getting back, Getting high, yeah There's a girl That lives on my street Strawberry blonde She tastes so sweet I wanna tell her all the words in my heart she moved away Then she tore my world apart and I get high and I drink while I'm trying not to think and I get stoned and I'm drunk while I'm trying to change my love just getting by well I'm getting by minutes after the full City Lights We watch football games here on Friday nights I grew up slow and now I'm living so fast Running out of liquor and there's a quarterback won't last cause I get high and I drink while I'm trying not to beg and I get stoned and I'm drunk while I'm trying to change my love just back. Getting back, getting high, well I get high, and I drink, well I'm trying not to think, and I get stoned, and I'm drunk, well I'm trying to change my love, just getting back well I'm getting back getting high.